Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record number 97. We're going to talk about catcher positioning today. And one of those things that I keep seeing at the ballpark that uh, we need to talk about uh, because our catchers are, are missing the boat on some things. So before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. First off, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. And let's talk about patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. If you're in a position where you can become a patron, we would really appreciate your support. Coach Don and I love doing the podcast. Uh, everything fast pitch and coach prep are something that we're really enjoying doing. Um, but our patrons are the people that are keeping it rolling. We are very fortunate that we have a good group of patrons that support us financially. There's three different levels of support. If you go to the patreon.com slash everything fast pitch site, it will all be explained to you. But we would certainly love to have more people jump on board as patrons. Uh, we definitely need the support. And uh, Coach Don and I really do appreciate all that uh, our patrons are doing for us. So Don, for number 97, let's talk about catcher positioning. You spent your whole life as a catcher. I dabbled in it some. been around fast pitch softball for a very long time. And there's a couple of things that are worth talking about to make sure that our coaches are all on the same page because there's some things that are happening that I don't think make sense. So that's an interesting topic, Tori, for sure, and I think it's a super important one in a competitive setting for you know for our pitchers in particular to have as much of an advantage as possible. And it's a tricky thing. And I think when we talk about the positioning, we're talking about not just inside outside stuff, but whether or not we're getting up close enough to the batter right. to create a situation where pitches, which we want to have movement on, I mean nothing should stay flat. But uh, the movement that we have, we want to be able to sell it the very best we can to the umpire as a good pitch. And the deeper we get away from the, from the batter, the more time that ball and whatever action is on it, the more time that ball has to leave the zone. And therefore, you know, if it's uh, barely getting the strike zone when it's crossing the plate, if we're too far back, it looks like a bad pitch, you right. know, at the, at the very end when it's received. And we talk about catchers being able to frame and create an environment where that pitch does still continue to look good. We're putting ourselves at a disadvantage if we get too far back. The flip side to that is, is getting in there really tight creates an opportunity for us to have catcher's interference. Right. Batter is trying to swing and gets a piece of our glove. Well, I think that's what throws everybody off. The catchers are so t terrified of the Timid. occasional catcher's interference that they're, that they're traditionally now instinctively too far away and in your point about uh, trying to sell the pitches as strikes that I think is an important one is for the most part in baseball pitches start outside the zone and come into the zone in fast pitch most pitches start off in the zone and try to leave the zone right um, if we think about it that way if it's a curveball that starts off it looks like it's going to be over the plate and it's breaking 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 away by the time the catcher catches it, it should not be over the 
played Over anymore. The zone, right. So the further back in the catcher's box she gets, the farther that ball travels. By the time she catches it, the further it appears to be out outside in relationship to the plate. And it is. It's it's obviously if, if it's a right-handed hitter, right-handed pitcher, that curveball is breaking away from that right-handed hitter. If the catcher's really far back in the box, she's probably catching that mid-batter's box on the other side of the plate when she catches it. But that same pitch might have been right on the outside corner when it crossed home plate. Just human nature for the umpire. If she sees that catcher, he sees that catcher catching the ball that far off of home plate. They've talked themselves into thinking it has to be a ball because look where she caught it. And it's kind of hard for them to call it a strike, even if it was, because it looked so so bad in the end, right? Right. And so now I've worked on this with uh, different catchers at different times, whether it's kids in lessons or, or doing some of the practice stuff that we do. I've heard more arguments, more explanations, more reasons why being further back is better. And it's been a real process, a real struggle at times to try to really convince catchers and their coaches about why we should be doing it differently and, and what the benefits are. So in my way of thinking, the catcher should be close enough to the hitter that if they reach out with a straight arm, So if I'm a right-handed thrower, so my glove's on my left hand, and it's a right-handed batter, so she's on on the left side of my body when I'm sitting in my crouch, I should be able to take the tip of my glove, reach out with a straight arm, and touch her hip. Get her in the knee and the hip. Yeah, I should be able to touch her hip. That's how close I should be, an arm length away. And I know for many of our listeners trying to picture that, it seems like blasphemy, like crazy talk, because that's probably three or four feet closer to the hitter and three or four feet closer to home plate than your catcher really is. Typically see. And now one of the reasons I hear all the time is, well, you know, the batter's box is so torn up, there's this big giant hole. I, I'm not comfortable if I, if I go someplace other than where the hole is. You can fill those in too, right? Right, yeah. and, or, or you just have to work on figuring out how to position yourself where you're supposed to be and be as comfortable as you can in that catching spot. First rule of thumb is getting uh, the catchers to understand job one is to make sure that you're where you're supposed to be. Second thing that I think is really challenging is that, as we said earlier, the kids are so afraid of catcher's interference that they talk themselves into thinking that, that that doesn't work. Now, the one thing that I will tell you that we have to make sure that the catchers are doing, when we put them in that close, they have to avoid the temptation of reaching way out in front of their bodies to catch the ball. So now we're receiving the ball a little bit closer to our body when we receive the pitches. What I can tell you is I've had you know, a handful of catchers that have played for me over the years that positioned really well, that got in there nice and tight, and they had very few, if any, catchers' interferences called on them uh, because it was something that we worked on enough and that they were comfortable enough that they weren't reaching, they weren't uh, you know, jumping up, you know, they weren't doing extra things to get back in the way. So, and just as you're saying that and I'm visualizing it, thinking about a catcher reaching out, you know, as a target and then to receive the pitch. We've seen kids, you know, have catcher's interference and get hit, but usually it's at lower levels when batters aren't taking a a typical stride. The hitter is going to be moving, essentially moving towards the infield and moving away from where the catcher is in a normal setting. So the lesser skilled levels, I think that there's more potential for issue with that. But Which as, is where the bad habits come in then. Right, yeah. and that's why I say they're a little gun-shy, they're a little timid, they're a little hesitant to get up in there, but as that quality or the competition level goes up, there's going to be a lot fewer instances. And I'm thinking, too, even if we have a couple of those a season, 
I think that, that the good still far, far outweighs the bad because if we're too deep, we've lost some strikeouts. We've lost some right. pitch counts. We've lost, put our pitcher in a, a bad position where she's got to throw a juicy one you know, that gets tattooed. Right. And, uh, you know, so I think that the good far outweighs the bad right. well, of and, challenging yourself to get up in there. And and the list of good things is pretty long. It makes the pitcher feel stronger because she's throwing the ball a shorter distance. Mm-hmm. It gives the umpire a better look at pitches that are borderline because we're close enough to them. It sells the idea that those pitches on the edge are strikes instead of balls because the catcher's not receiving them so far away from the plate that it you know, mentally becomes an obvious ball. We throw more runners out trying to steal second because we're two or three or four feet closer to the bag. One point that you made, Don, I wanted to make sure before I forget it, you know, when we think about hitters are moving towards the pitcher and back towards the field, there's a lot of different drills that we do with hitters where we'll put, a, you know, put them up against the wall or put a net or something behind them yep. to show them that everything about what they're doing with their swing should be going back towards the pitcher, back out, towards the ball. Out front. So yep. if we're doing that with our hitters, and they see that they're trying to do that as a hitter, I think it would be good for our catchers to see that so that they know that, wait a second, just because I'm in close, she's still going away from me. And Tori, how about fewer? I like that idea, too, to at least sell it to them right. and share with them you know, what's supposed to be happening at a good level. But what about catchers not having to block as many balls in the dirt? Right. I mean, you're deeper back there. We got balls bouncing all over the place. Yeah, that, that's another thing on the list of, of, of why the, it's a why it's a positive, right? Yeah. And so we start to add up um, that you might have, we'll even say a crazy number. Of, let's say we have five catchers interferences this year. Yeah. Well, if we start to think about how many more runners we're throwing out on steals, how many more strikes we get called, how many more strikeouts we're getting, how much better our pitchers feel, Probably how many fewer pitchers they end up having to throw. Fewer pass balls. Right, fewer. less less pass balls and and slash uh, wild pitches because that ball that when I'm four feet five feet behind the plate that drop ball is now in the dirt. Now I'm catching it six inches off the ground. I'm sold, Tori. Right. So yeah. um, so coaches, I'm just going to throw this out there for you. If you are any further away than an arm's length away, if your catcher is any further than an arm length away. Start working on it, start practicing it, and then when you're all said and done with, with your experiment, if you still think she should be 5 feet, 8 feet, 10 feet behind the hitter, give us a call and, and we'll talk it through. But what I think you're going to find is that if we uh, start training this and start practicing it, your pitchers will be happier, your catchers will be happier, you'll be happier, and uh, this game's going to get a little bit more simplified and a little bit easier to play. Let's win some games, yeah. And, and let's, let's have some more fun. And the other last thing is, you know, Don, you talked about the balls in the dirt. The foul tips also hit the catcher less when they're close. Well, and maybe even and you catch your, more into of them. your glove. Yeah, yeah. And you catch more of them. So, um, so coaches, we got to fix that. Get the catchers in there where they, where they belong. That's going to wrap up number 97. Uh, please make sure you check out our sponsors, Anderson Bad Company and Patreon.com slash Everything Fast Pitch. As always, please uh, contact us at fastpitchprep at gmail.com or everythingfastpitch at gmail.com with questions, comments, or suggestions. Coach Don and I really do appreciate it because it gives us uh, timely topics to talk about that match up with what you're looking for. So for uh, Coach Don McKinley and our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory saying thanks for listening to number 97. We'll talk to you again next week.